What's up? It's Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Thanks for listening to the Under the Hood podcast presented by Coors Light. Stay inside and buy your Coors Light online. Find out how at get.coorslight.com. Coors Light, take time to chill. This is Chicago's home for sports. Stream ESPN 1000 easily on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. You're listening to Under the Hood on ESPN 1000. Welcome in Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, the brand new ESPN Chicago app. Open phone lines for you as always, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Sean Davis, you good? How are you? I'm good, Hood. Coming off that great baseball show, that 5 for 5 was on fire, man. It it was. Yeah. Uh, And so it's, you know, we're really looking forward to more every day starting at 6 o'clock with the baseball show. And... You know, the one thing I just want to point out is that this baseball show is not just me telling you my thoughts on baseball. This is totally interactive, and for those of you that just listen, it's great that you're at least on Twitter at ESPN MLB Show when we do it, but I want you to call me as well. So uh, I will not be on bed and knee asking you to call, but I just want you to know that we're a major market, and if you're a Cubs or Sox fan or a Major League Baseball fan of some sort, this show is for you as well. So I could do it. But I'd rather for us to be able to interact so we can get more ideas on what's going on uh, from your standpoint on baseball. So every night you can find us with the baseball show starting at 6 o'clock right here on ESPN 1000. Now we're in Under the Hood. And so we're going to have summer football. An hour from now we'll hear from Rick Doc Walker, former Redskins tight end, talk show host for um, 980 The Team in D.C. We'll get his thoughts about uh, the Redskins and the name change there for the Redskins and what's going on with that ball club, Ron Rivera and everything else. That'll be in an hour from now. But we're going to be guest free unless there's some breaking news. So if you want to jump in, you can. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. So here's one thing that you and I both know is that when we look around our world, our city, our state, our world, That coronavirus is something that is on everyone's mind. It might be on the back of your mind. It might be in the front. But either from someone who's passed away from it, uh, based on the numbers that we see, uh, it can be based on how you look at coronavirus, whether or not you believe it's real or not. There are some that feel like this is a theoretical uh, coronavirus or This is something that we can get over, or some take it seriously, in which people are still sequestered in their homes. They're still quarantined their homes. They want to make sure that people are safe. There is a anti-mask and a pro-mask sentiment that's out there in our world, which is crazy, right? It's crazy because I've always felt this way, that if doctors that have been studying medicine and science for a long time say, Hey, you know, if you wear a mask, you're not, you're just going to protect someone else, especially someone who's older Then I do that. Cause I'm not trying to get anyone sick or cause someone to die because of the coronavirus. Um, so I've always felt if you should wear a mask, 
If this is what doctors are saying, then it's what you should do. This whole thing where someone who's studied science for like five minutes or are looking at a side of an aisle saying, I'm going to go with what politicians say versus what actual doctors and scientists say, that's nonsense to me. It's nonsense. It's not control. It's not PC. It's just making sure that I'm safe and that you're safe as well. I would do that for you. Even if you wouldn't do that for me, I would do that for you because I'm, I wouldn't want to get you sick. But when you see on social media, I see this all the time, uh, about the amount of deaths that we've had because of COVID-19, 3 million cases, uh, 130,000 deaths in the United States, over 11 million cases globally when it comes to COVID-19. It's, it's, it sucks. It's terrible. It has changed our world, not just our city, but it's changed our world. And when we look at it in the prism of sports, you see what's happening here. What you're seeing is is that you have Rob Manfred, you have Dave, you have uh, Commissioner Silver, you've got Vince McMahon in wrestling, you've got so many others that are trying to push through sports during this pandemic. There's a lot of entertainment options, and I'm a sports fan just like you're a sports fan, but I do understand that there are some that will look at sports and set it to the side and say, you know what, I'm not going to play because of COVID-19. And I do not look down on those players that feel like COVID-19 is too much for them and they're not going to play. But more and more, when we hear these sound bites from players, I'll just use baseball for an example. There is this feeling of, yeah, I'm here, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, you know, it's going to be great to get on the field, but uh, hopefully everything will turn around quickly. There isn't this feeling of 100% certainty or confidence from a lot of players, a lot of coaches and managers, a lot of front office people about sports returning in 2020. I always say that it is important that everyone is safe before we see sports come back to, uh, on the landscape. They, these uh, athletes, these one percenters that can do things that you and I can't do, they don't have to entertain me to keep me happy. We've been doing talk shows for a while here. Since mid-March, you and I have been talking sports. And even though they're, they're not all mainstream sports, we have been talking sports. And we have been previewing when sports returns. That's why we do summer football every night at 8 o'clock. It's the reason why we do have Ray Flores on talking about the UFC fights and boxing. It's the reason why we do have Chuck Garfine on talking about baseball and having a baseball show. Because we're preparing for when sports do, does return and, and may not be the dates that these leagues think that the sports are going to return, but we're talking sports anyway. So it's not like, ah, uh, there's no sports, so there's no need to do sports talk. Oh, no, there's a need. But I, I listen to certain people in sports, the one percenters, the athletes, and there's that feeling of trepidation, that feeling of, yeah, you know, it's good to be out here with the, the team, but, you know, we got to wear a mask, and we're tested every day, and... I'll use Chris Bryant for an example. Let's go to Chris Bryant because Chris Bryant uh, has talked about a number of things with this COVID-19. He said, number one, we've had complications with the testing. Yeah, of, uh, of course. I mean, I, I got tested on Tuesday and the second one was, what's today? Say Monday. The second one was yesterday. Um, 
and I know it, it sounds stupid to complain about that. And, and I'm not trying to be insensitive by any means because there's a lot of people out there struggling and need tests. And, you know, I, I, I generally want that to come across, but at the same time, like, you know, MLB created this lab and did all this stuff to, you know, be able to run a season. And, you know, like I said, I feel like this is one of the, I know there's going to be hiccups, you know, but you just can't hiccup with this, you know, because it could just be one day where it just ruins everything, you know? So we really got to be on top of this thing and, you know, hopefully we figure it out. Bryant also, one of the faces of this Cubs team was very critical of the testing process. I guess first I just want to come across as saying I don't want to be insensitive to the people who haven't been able to get tests or, or have been in situations like that. But as the country kind of gets access to more of those, I think, you know, it's appropriate to talk about our situation here. And, you know, what we were, what we agreed to was testing, you know, every other day. And we have had guys here that showed up on Sunday and hadn't gotten tested again, you know, eight, seven days later, you know, um, and then you don't get the results for two days either. So that's, you know, nine days without knowing. And I think if we really want this to, to succeed, you know, we're going to have to figure that out, you know, and I, I've, I wanted to play this year cause I felt that it would be safe and I would feel comfortable, but honestly, I, I don't really feel that that way. Um, which is why I'm trying to keep my distance from everybody and wear my mask and, and uh, just so that we can get this thing going. And um, I think if, if we want it to happen, if we want it to go smoothly, because this is the easy part, really. I mean, when you, when you get into the season and you're traveling and you're in an airplane, your hotel, you're getting room service, you know, guys are, you know, who knows what people are doing, especially on the other teams too. You know, you got to rely on everybody in this whole thing. And I think if we can't really nail the easy part, which is right now, and you know, just our players, you know, we got a big hill to climb. Chris Bryant, talking about the testing. Chris Bryant's a lot more open over the last couple of years than he ever has been before. Chris Bryant was someone who was always kind of talking to his shirt and wasn't very outspoken. But he's, over the last couple of seasons, Chris Bryant's been able to speak out, and he was critical of that, pro- that testing process. So we talk about this on Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Other players... Um, Sean Doolittle, let's go to him because Sean Doolittle, um, he believes that there is no need to rush sports back. We're trying to bring baseball back during a pandemic that's killed 130,000 people. We're way worse off in a, as a country than where we were in March when we shut this thing down. And like, look at where other developed countries are in their response to this. We haven't done any of the things that other countries have done to bring sports back. Sports are like the reward of a functional society. And we're just trying to just bring it back, even though we've taken none of the steps to flatten the curve, whatever you want to say. We did flatten the curve for a little bit, but we didn't use that time to do anything productive. We just opened back up for Memorial Day. We decided we're done with it if there aren't sports it's going to be because people are not wearing masks because the response to this has been so politicized like we need help from the general public if they want to watch baseball like please wear a mask social distance keep washing your hands we can't just have virus fatigue and think well it's been four months like we're over it this has been enough time right we've waited long enough like shouldn't sports come back now no there's things we have to do in order to bring the stuff back and now you want to bring fans back is that safe i'm not a public health expert but like we should probably defer to them on some of these issues so i i don't know i don't know if it's safe or not i really don't know 
Sean Doolittle of the Washington Nationals. I believe that that is a prevailing thought from a number of players. They don't know the percentage, but I just gave you evidence right there of what Chris Bryant said. You heard Doolittle. And so if that doesn't do anything for you, how about the quote-unquote face of baseball? And that's always – actually, it's funny. It's marked on my calendar because next week was supposed to be the All-Star Week. That would have been a nice All-Star Week topic about uh, the face of baseball. Uh, Mike Trout of the Los Angeles Angels, managed by Joe Madden. Listen to what Mike Trout says. and says he's not comfortable with the protocols yet. Honestly, still don't feel comfortable. You know, obviously with the, with the baby coming, there's a lot of stuff going through my mind right now, my wife's mind, my family, just trying to be the safest and most cautious way to get uh, through a season. You know, I'm just, I, I've told Billy, I told a bunch of the guys, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. I got to be really cautious these next few weeks. I talked to a lot of guys across the league and they're, they're texting me a lot. Um, I'm not going to name any names, but just, you know, it's just a crazy, they're all thinking the same thing. Is this, is this going to work? Mike Trout. That is somewhat of the equivalent of LeBron James saying that in his sport in the NBA. Mike Trout, because of the numbers he puts up, the money that he makes, he gets a lot of spotlight. We could always argue, like, who is the face of baseball, but Mike Trout, uh, if he walked into the studio, I wouldn't know it's him. <laughs> that, I say that tug-in-cheek, but that's, that's, that's a baseball issue. But let's, let's focus on what's going on now. When we hear from Mike Trout, when we hear from Chris Bryant, do little there from the Nationals. There is a concern, even with players out there on the field, even with them being tested, they are concerned about what is going on with COVID-19 and whether or not sports is returning. All I would say is that because of the amount of COVID-19 cases and those that are getting positive tests, sports in general are tempting fate by doing this. I find it interesting, even though Sam Acho on Summer of Football last night said, oh, no, you know, the NFL, they have testing protocols. They have, And I don't know where those testing protocols are. I don't know what they have in place for players because I have not seen that anywhere uh, online about the 100-page uh, protocols for the NFL. We've seen this with the NBA as they go into their bubble. But every day, whether you turn a blind eye to it or not, every day, we see a story of players or a group of players that are testing positive for the coronavirus. Not the, theater, the uh, theoretical coronavirus, an actual coronavirus. And it's, uh, it's one of these things where if I was asked to play, I don't think that I would play. I think that I would bow out and I wouldn't care what you or any of my teammates would say. I would not play. Because as far as I'm concerned, I don't know enough about the coronavirus to feel like I could just go back right out there with my teammates and just do what I did before. You can be socially distant. You can be able to have a mask and still test positive because those tests are not 100% from everything that I read, everything that I hear. So I can get a positive test. And now, so now I got to sit out and go someplace for 14 days and be quarantined. This is a real situation. And I know that for the Dana Whites and the Vince McMahons of the world, there's no such thing as sick. But the point is, is, though, is that when I see the death total, that's frightening. I don't want anyone to die because of a coronavirus or anything else. So I will ask you the question. I told you my thought. If, it was, if it's me, 
especially with 60 games or a handful of games in the NBA, I'm not sure that I would play. I'm leaning toward no. You tell me. Sean, open the phone lines, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. This is the first time that you and I are going to talk about this topic, so I look forward to getting your response. Would you play for your team during this COVID-19? If you're on a team, would you play? There are players that are uh, a little bit itchy about playing. You heard from some of the players, even Chris Bryant is uh, not happy with the testing process. But if you, you had your druthers, would you play for your favorite team during COVID-19? There are so many players that are playing during this COVID-19, but there are some that are opting out. Family reasons. You heard Trout. You know, he said family reasons, but he also is not happy with the testing piece of it, doubting that if all of this has worked. The players are saying that they doubt that they can even have a season, and it's supposed to be right around the corner for baseball. The NBA with their bubble. The NHL trying to come back. Boxing and wrestling and the UFC, the combat sports is already in the ring, in the octagon. But what about these other sports that you and I enjoy? And what about the NFL? 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776. Would you play for your favorite team during COVID-19? Uh, what's the upside? What's the downside? I just want to have an honest conversation about it. Because we get players that are taking a mic and they're just like, yeah, baseball, yeah, they're looking forward to basketball returning. and yeah, But it's not the same level of uh, fervor and the same level of, yeah, I'm ready to compete because COVID-19 looms. So I'll get your thoughts on that. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number as you're listening to Under the Hood. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Hi, everybody. On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's Under the Hood. Follow us on the gram at IGJHood and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Follow me on Instagram at IGJHood. Also on Twitter, Twitter.com, TweetJHood. We'll have summer of football coming up at 8 o'clock. Every night at 8 o'clock, I'll give you something football. Tonight, Rick Doc Walker, former Redskins tight end as well as a talk show host for the Team 980 in D.C. We'll get his thoughts about the Redskins' name change and uh, what's going on with that ball club. Ron Rivera, former Bear, the head coach, the new head coach for the Redskins. So we'll get into that. All part of the mix here on this Tuesday night right here on ESPN 1000, wherever you are. Thanks so much for uh, checking out the show. And don't forget the podcast as well, wherever you download your podcast. Hope that you've downloaded the ESPN Chicago app by now. I've been talking about this for a while. Download the Chicago, um, the ESPN Chicago app. Make sure you do that. The reason why is because you can catch um, this show. If you miss it live, you can be able to catch up on the ESPN Chicago app. Just click under the hood, and you're right there for past episodes you might have missed. Same thing with the baseball show as well. The baseball show uh, debuted Monday. We had our second show. Looking forward to more. Uh, every night you can catch me from 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock. We have changed times. Maybe some of you that were away from the station during the holiday and you might have uh, missed the change. Uh, our show starts at 6 o'clock with a baseball show, followed by Under the Hood at 7. So if you're looking for me after 9 o'clock, you'll be hearing Freddie Coleman and Freddie, and uh, also uh, Ian Fitzsimmons. So 
Check me out starting at 6 o'clock right after Waddle and Sylvie right here on ESPN 1000. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. I just want to have an adult conversation about COVID-19, how you would look at it if you were playing sports. Uh, we have heard from uh, numerous sports figures that are uneasy about playing during this COVID-19. Listen, uh, as someone who is a, a diehard sports fan, uh, this show has been going on just fine without sports. We've been talking about a lot of storylines. And, yeah, as much as I love baseball, baseball has not been on the diamond. Yeah, as much as I love um, the college football, I don't know if college football will start. The NFL is going to start on time. But the point is is that uh, I don't have to be selfish in feeling like all these players have to play just for my entertainment. It would be nice, but that's not what it's about. It's about people being safe and not being sick. And again, if you're selfish, this conversation is not for you. But when it comes to you, if you were a player, would you play during this this pandemic? How would you deal with it? Because uh, some of these players are having a hard time with it. So I just want to get your thoughts on that. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. In, in uh, Naperville, here's Maureen on ESPN 1000 with Jonathan Hood. Hey, Maureen. Hey, Jay Hood. I love you. And Sean is pretty cool, just to let you know that. <laughs> well, thank you. How you doing? I'm good. I have, um, you know what? I just came back from watching my husband, and I, uh, my husband and my son playing softball. Mm-hmm. I went to the field with a mask around my neck. If I felt uncomfortable, I would have put it over my face. I felt comfortable the whole time. I understand the disease. The disease doesn't scare me, but it, it gives me a little feeling that's not good. Yeah. But Trepidation. Where you're, fact, just not, where you're, you're not sure, Right. Right. Absolutely. I'm not sure, so I'm protecting myself. But here's my thing. What happened to say when, say where? Tell me about it. The, that was the players telling us when they were looking for an agreement that we will play when you want us to play, where you want us to play. Never before. Jay Hood, I swear, I'm scared of this thing. I understand the frightening. But never before has this been mentioned. I think it's another negotiation tactic. I hate to say that. But that's what's on my mind. Uh, the, the negotiation tactic from the players by saying, I, I know what you're I'm saying. I'm not playing. Yeah. I'm not playing. All right, yeah. So let's go back to your premise because I remember um, this as well. Players at some point toward the end of the negotiations between players and owners said, uh, okay, well, just tell us when and where we'll be there. And the, the, They had and, like a big ad campaign. They yeah. were all over the place. But like when and where, like we're ready. And all of a sudden now they're not. The country's gotten not better or worse. It's gotten better and worse. True. But I think we're kind of still stagnant. So what has changed from the when, where to now I'm scared? There might be family. I mean, so, well, some of it is family, right? But has that changed at all? Why were you not scared when you were saying when or where? I can't say that I can speak for all the players when they said that, but there were a number of them that did say that. Like the players, are still, like for instance, for your for someone's job, right, Maureen, a boss can speak for a, a a company, but may not speak for you, right? And so the same thing with Tony Clark and in in the players' association. As we appreciate the phone call, the whole thing of oh well, you know, tell us when and where. Some players did see that because I saw that on social media. I saw that, but at the same time, does Tony Clark speak for every individual player? Some players probably felt differently about it. You know, I would say it's not a whole bunch of players that are are opting out. There is a few, and there's some that have COVID nineteen and are feeling like, okay, maybe I shouldn't play. 
All of it is is on the table, Maureen, that you mentioned, and here's why. Look at what is going on um, when it comes to where we are in sports. If someone has COVID-19, another player that doesn't have it, that did a test negative, might look over and say, oh, I... If he if he's going to be back in this locker room in fourteen days, twenty one days, I don't want to see that guy again. You know, it's almost like the Rudy Gobert uh, situation, right? Some of his teammates didn't want to see Rudy Gobert back there because he didn't take it seriously. But who, we didn't know about the coronavirus. He was touching on the microphones and making fun of Diamond Mitchell when he found out that he got COVID nineteen from Rudy Gobert. Uh, he wanted to beat him down, but no one knew about COVID nineteen like that at that time in early March. It's uh, it's interesting. I think it's all on the table. So that's why I'm asking you as Maureen leaves line open, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776. She was out there watching softball. She had a mask just in case. Like, it's not about mind control or the government. It's just about making sure that I'm that I'm safe, that no one gets me sick, and no one gets uh, that you don't get someone else sick. That, that's the whole thing. Like That's the last thing someone wants to, see, wants to see as a positive test of something that's been going around here for months. Uh, Dan in Midway with Jonathan Hood on Under the Hood on ESPN 1000. Hi, Danny. Hey, Hoodie. What's up, man? Long-time listener. I've called uh, a couple other shows. This is my first time on uh, the inaugural The Baseball Show. I love the idea. Love the show. Love the energy. Um, Regarding, uh, I wasn't sure how I felt about playing. I'm a diehard White Sox fan. I used to live in Bridgeport, right down the stadium. Mm -hmm. And I don't walk around with a mask. I almost, I'm iffy about the whole COVID theory. I'm not sure what happened or what it is. I don't understand. I'm not a medical professional. But to the last caller's point and what made me break a certain way was when she said the whole win uh, to Maureen when she said win and wear. That changed the other day when Cubs players showed up, MLB players showed up, and there was no testing kits. There was no PPE. There was no, there was no anything. So, the players, so if I'm a player, I'm saying, whoa, my employer does not care about me. They're acting shady. I, now I'm out. Now I'm, you know, stepping back. So you know, uh, personally, I would be hesitant. I probably would sit out. Unfortunately, I would, I would, I would sit out. I would, I would swallow my pride and say, you know what, something's off. I'm going to sit out. I, I guess, Dan, from my standpoint, if I'm seeing all these uh, these reported deaths, right, yep. or, or yep. like in my family, I had a cousin, uh, like a distant cousin, who passed away from COVID nineteen. Already heard Yeah. So and, and like Stacy King's brother. In, uh, I believe in Oklahoma, he passed away this spring because right. of COVID nineteen, and it's kind of like, okay, if that's the diagnosis, then I got to make sure that I'm not dying or I'm not getting somebody right. sick. That's that, and and the whole thing is for me, I got the here's how I handle it. I'm not driving around with the mask on. Well, mm-hmm. If I've got if I got to go out and I got to go into some place, definitely I'm going to yep. wear a mask. Right. Same. If I'm going to a drive, going to the Starbucks, going to the Dunkin', I've got, I'm going to put the mask on because I don't know what that person's got, so I'm going to protect myself and I'll take it down. That's that's yep. how I'm rolling with it, and yep. that's just precaution, just just trying yep. to be safe. You know, that, again, it's not weakness as much as it's just trying to protect myself from whatever someone else got. Right, and I need to rephrase. I I do wear a mask when required. I don't, you know, I'm, I don't walk around like. And I do it because, one, I'm not a medical professional. I don't know what's going around. And, two, it's called being a citizen in a society. It's courtesy you throw on the mask. You don't want to get grandma sick. You don't want to get your aunt sick, you know, the baby sick. So so you wouldn't play, Dan. That's what you're telling me right now. I would sit out the season, yeah. So I would say, you know what, nah. Dan, I'm playing shape. I'm glad you checked in, Dan. I appreciate your phone call. Leaves line open, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776. We're asking the question, like, would you play? Simply, would, would you play? 
If you had your druthers, would you play? Um, Sean, can we go to um, can we go to uh, JJ Reddick? He was on yeah. Good Morning America, right? And he and again we go back to the NBA. Uh, he says that he's not comfortable with the whole bubble idea. Let's go back and hear from JJ Reddick from Good Morning America because that I thought that that was interesting. I heard that live, and I want to be able to bring that uh, to the table. Look, we're going to have great gigs in Orlando. We're going to stay at a great hotel. We're going to play nice gyms. I'm sure we'll have not nice food. That's not the type of comfort I was referring to. Comfort implies ease, ease of thought, ease of feelings. Uh, I, I When I think of what's going on in our country right now, um, I think of distress. I think of grief. So we're going to Orlando, which is a COVID hotspot, and we're trying to limit the inflow and outflow of people into that bubble. Uh, we're isolated and away from our families. Uh, there's social unrest, political unrest. There's all these things going on in our country. And look, we have to do our job and, and try to focus on, on playing basketball to the best we can. But we realize there's way more important things going on in our country right now. So thoughts there from J.J. Reddick. Um, let me squeeze in Cody from Wilmette. He's with me, Jonathan Hood, on Under the Hood on ESPN 1000. Hey, Cody. Hey, Jonathan. I thought what J.J. said is actually fantastic. It's what they're comfortable with. We're opening up Florida. So what I do on a daily job is set up these COVID test sites, deal with hospitals, and get the inside look at what's actually going on. And what's going on isn't good in these cities that these bubbles are popping up in. So I completely agree with these human beings who aren't being looked like as human beings and just athletes to try to open up sports. Let them have their opinion. They're scared. They should be scared. The entire nation should be scared. And that Maureen lady was a moron. <laughs> Why do you call her a moron? Well, I think everyone in Chicago and Illinois would call her a moron. Well, she says she says that she wore a mask at the softball game today. But then she talked about uh, players in baseball saying that, well, you know, tell us when and where. Well, it's true. They did say that, but but not they everybody. They did say when and where. It's because it's their agent tried to get them to say something, to have something to say we got mike trout we have mike trout's mommy even coming out being like if mike can wear a mask you can all wear a mask why can't maureen wear a mask she says she wears a mask at the softball game no she said she didn't have it on she had it around her neck just in case (laughs) right that's like saying like hey i wear protection at on a saturday night but just in case just in case right (laughs) I, i bring it just in case but i don't use it like, let's be honest here. There's a reason the CDC has these precautions to come up. It's ridiculous that people can't put a mask on. It's, well, I... it's, it's stupid. I just see on the front line of dealing and setting up these test sites and hearing about the amount of positive tests that come in, with what we do at the lab, it's insane. Mm. So give us an insight. Give, tell, what, tell me, can you tell us a little bit about what you see? Well, I, I can't because, well, I can. A little bit. I can, a little bit. Well, we hear about 
So we've had in Pennsylvania, we've been doing these for the last four months. Mm-hmm. Tests are only going up, and it's getting, it, it's ridiculous. Florida is out of control, the amount of tests that we've done. Yeah. Texas, Arizona, it is absolutely insane, and we knew this three months ago. We all knew this three months ago that this was going to happen. Uh, people, so, there, there, are, there are some that think that COVID-19 is theoretical, and all I see is that bodies continue to stack up and people well, dying also, around there's us. There's also people that think the Holocaust didn't happen. Yeah, I know. I know. There's it's, also people that think that you shouldn't have wore seatbelts anymore because it used to not be illegal. Right. It's stupid people doing stupid things. It, and, Cody, I appreciate your phone call. There's too many of them. Uh, there's, there's no doubt about that, um, that don't understand about, about safety. Look, I mean, uh, as one of our athletes just said recently, just um, if you want sports back, you've got to be able to, for all, all of us to come together and be safe. You know, and that's uh, – some people don't see it that way. I mean, you turn on your social media and just see people arguing about – how their freedoms with with five S's and three Z's, our freedoms are taken away because you are are supposed to wear a mask when you go into places. It's just so ridiculous. It's about safety. It's not theoretical. It's there are people dying, uh, and so but there there are some naysayers with it, and I don't agree with those naysayers. That's why I'm asking the question to you: If you would, if you're an athlete, would you play? Would you play sports today? 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is Under the Hood on ESPN 1000. Follow at TweetJHood on Twitter. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Summer of football comes your way at 8 o'clock right here on Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Follow me on Twitter, Twitter.com, TweetJHood, Instagram, IGJHood. Just asking the question, just want to find out from you whether or not if you're asked to play baseball for 2020, would you play? If you're asked to play football for your college or the NFL, would you play? Knowing that COVID-19 is out there. And listen, you can go to your social media and find any video where people are not wearing masks or not social distance because you know people are defiant. There's a lot of people that are selfish, and, and we're in a very selfish society. I'm part of that selfish society. I have a solo. Re- I have a solo talk show, and I've been having one for a long time. Um, it's because you know I it's it's my show, but it's our show because you and I are interacting all the time. But the point is, is that in our selfish society, some people just want to be able to live the life that they were leading before COVID-19. And that is totally different. And I would say that for me, for me personally, it is about making sure that, um, that everyone is safe. I'm wearing a mask. Absolutely. I wear a mask when I go out. But it's not about politics. It's not about weakness. It's about making sure that I'm not testing positive or you're not testing positive or dying because of this COVID-19. Until this is going to be solved, this is going to be a thing. I'm willing to change. I'm willing to change. Uh, and if it's me, I probably don't play. I probably don't play. If we're professional athletes, most of us anyway have generational wealth and we have sense enough to be able to save money. So more than likely, I would more than likely would not play here in 2020 what do you think 
How would you handle it? 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Colin is in St. Charles with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000. Hi, Colin. Hey, how you doing, Jonathan? I'm well, thanks. That's good. Um, so just responding to your question, um, the way I look at it is, as a professional athlete, there's a natural time clock ticking in your body. And with every day, that clock is getting closer and closer to midnight. So as a player, this year you have to go out and get that contract because next year that money might not be there. You might get hurt tomorrow. And then as a player, you can't come back from that. So you got to be thinking to go get that money now while you're worth it and can play instead of worrying about a virus that you will recover from more than likely if you're in the 20 to 30 range. So you'd play? Yes. Okay. Baseball. If they if they ask you to play, you'd play. You'd just be safe, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Follow all the protocols that are in place, which the players are doing right now, and then go and get that contract money. All right, Colin, I appreciate your phone call. Leaves line open, 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Highland, Indiana, Chicago, and Zach is on ESPN 1000. Hi, Zach. What's happening on man hoodie? How are we doing? I'm well, Zach. Thanks for checking in tonight. You got it. What do you um, think about all this, you know, Zach? I mean, I, I, I get both sides of everything. I mean, I, you know, two weeks ago, I thought I had, I might have had the coronavirus and everything else. Turns out it was heat exhaustion. I work outside, all that kind of good stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if 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 you're going to ask me if I'm making, let, let's even lowball it and just say I'm making the league minimum, am I going to go out and play baseball? I'm going to go out and play baseball, without question. I'm going to go out and play softball. I have I have our, my league started this week. I mean, our the the guys on my team. We have a championship team, all that kind of good stuff. But I'm gonna I'm gonna play I'm gonna play softball. I mean, we all talked about it, and we're not gonna high five each other. We're gonna, you know, we all know where we're going and everything else. Why? It's possible. I mean, if 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 the rest of us, I mean, even with my normal job every day, I work with another two guys. Mm-hmm. I know where they are. I know where they're coming from. I know they're not going out to bars and they're not going out to restaurants and everything else. So what's the concern? I mean, at this, if, if everyone can make, it can, it can have a mainstream idea. Why can't it work? Because people are selfish. You know that. Well, I mean, I know, I know that. I mean, I wear my mask. If I, you know, I just went to Walgreens. What did I do? I had my, I had my mask on. And as Sylvie said, as Waddle said, everybody else, wear your mask. What's wrong with you? What if you want sports? Wear your mask. If you even if you're not connected with a, a professional athlete, just wear your damn mask. How hard is it? Hell, I live in Indiana. That that you know, I mean, technically, I don't have to, but I still do it mm-hmm. because I'm a, I'm a normal citizen. I don't want to spread this. I don't want to get it. I don't want to give it to my parents when I have to go see them. I, I, it's not that hard of a concept. If you're going to be in a bubble in Orlando or a bubble city in Chicago, if you're a professional athlete, you can't make, you, you mean to tell me that you're going to make, let, let's just throw a number out there, $5 million, and you can't sit for for three months and play your the game that you love? Come on. That's insanity. That's insanity. I work with normal people. We don't make $5 million, but we all do what we have to do just to make sure we're all healthy. 
The good call, Zach. I'm glad you checked in. I appreciate your phone calls. Here's a guy here that's out there in the heat, and he's working. He's got a mask on. And no, it's not that hard. But for some people, it is. People's freedoms are taken away because of uh, because of the mask. Or COVID-19 is in the mask, some people believe. It's a lot of, hey, it's a lot of craziness, craziness out there. You would think that the country, if nothing else, would be lock and step with making sure that everyone is safe and that people don't die, but that, you know what? People are, are going to do their own thing. I just know what, you know, my own, my thing is, you know, my own thing is, is to make sure that I wear a mask when I go out and you can call me whatever you want to. Uh, but I, but the one thing for sure is that I'm not trying to get sick and I don't want to get you sick either. That, you know, the, the idea that you could just go out there and just do whatever and it's going to be okay. That's that does that doesn't work now. I'll just side with the scientists. Those are the ones that have studied the science. That those are the ones that have studied the science. I'm not going to hear from suits and ties uh, in Washington D.C. and across this country that think they know science based on a little things that they know. I'll take those that have got the lab coats on. Have been studying this stuff. They're way smarter than me and way smarter than you when it comes to COVID-19 and diseases and dying. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. There's no way that I can be here on the air telling you that I know more than the doctors when it comes to COVID-19. So, so Davis, if you had your druthers, would you do it? I mean, if you, if, I mean, COVID-19's out there. There are a number of players that are concerned about family. You know, Trout talked about how he's got a baby coming soon. If he is uh, exposed to the virus, can he even see his his newborn, can even see his kids, but can he be around his family? How would you handle it? Oh, it'd be simple for me, Hood. I'm not playing. Both of my ladies, my wife and my daughter, they both suffer from asthma. There's no way I'm putting them in harm's risk. Yeah, just, I'm just not doing it. It's not worth it. <laughs> I know that, that, that there's money, right? But here's the thing. During this, I don't know if there is, there is no COVID-19 clause in the contract. If these players are opting out, aren't they still going to get paid? I think they are. I think they. I think they still would get paid. Would the, the payment just stop if they decide to opt out? I don't think that's the case. That's the blessing of baseball, right? Guaranteed contracts. Yes, absolutely. There is no pandemic clause in the contract. <laughs> I don't think there is. Say, like Avery Bradley, does the money stop because there's no, uh, because there are no games? Does he still get his full contract? Is it deferred? You know, those are big questions. All right, coming up next. Uh, if someone told your kid that you wish your kid was George Floyd, how would you react? That's next on UTH. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is Under the Hood. Listen to me. Under the Hood podcasts are available now on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Available on your device now. This is ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. It's summer of football coming your way at 8 o'clock. And because of our time change, now that we're on between 6 and 9, we will still have Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. It'll just air at 8.30 every Tuesday. If you didn't know, we have a wrestling show called Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. It is on the ESPN Chicago app. 
So if someone is a WWE fan, AEW fan, New Japan, if you are into wrestling past or present, we do have Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday for you. It is on the ESPN Chicago app. Click Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Our interview will be with Dave LaGreca from Busted Open Radio on Sirius XM. He's a a wrestling fanatic, so we're going to have our conversation coming up at 8.30 right here on ESPN 1000. Tell someone to come to their listening device and check out Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday at 830 uh, right here on ESPN 1000. Jeremiah Chapman. Do you know who that is? Jeremiah Chapman is uh, a high school baseball player, a four-sport athlete who just finished his junior year at Charles City High School uh, in Iowa. Chapman uh, was at a varsity baseball game on June 27th at Waverly Shell Rock High School when the bleacher section behind the outfield started getting rowdy and calling out uh, this young man, Chapman. Number 17, you're garbage. And the coach said, just ignore it. Don't, doesn't matter. It's okay. The next inning, some fan was taunting Chapman. And they were continuing to chant Colin Kaepernick at him. They called him Colin Kaepernick. You see, Jeremiah Chapman is a black player and one of the few black players on this high school Iowa team. And so the taunts just continued. When he went to the plate, they were yelling at him. And someone in that same crowd during the same game said you should have been George Floyd and also a chant of Trump 2020 started to ring out at the same game so Chapman who's just a a black player playing in Iowa high school player is at Waverly Shell Rock High School and in the bleacher section people are chanting at him that he's Colin Kaepernick and that he's garbage and Someone said, you should have been George Floyd. And he started chanting Trump 2020 at this young black player. Some thoughts now from Jeremiah Chapman, uh, who was interviewed about this incident that took place while he was playing baseball. A moment of hope on an Iowa baseball field this summer turned into something ugly. A reminder that racism knows no boundaries. 17-year-old Jeremiah Chapman is the only black player on the Charles City High School baseball team. He was excited to get back on the diamond after the coronavirus put this season on hold. But that joy was shattered when somebody in the crowd started yelling bigotry, attacking him for the color of his skin. I caught a fly ball and then they uh, told me to get back to the field. And I like that's when I started like, oh, okay. And I took that to heart because, like, I've never worked on the field or anything. And then later during the game, I got called. I got told that I should have been George Floyd. Wow. And then what the went through your mind when you heard that? Uh, like I started getting very emotional, but I didn't like show it. I was just, like about to tear up and stuff because I took that as like they wanted me dead because like he passed and that like really hurt me. What so do you that's want people? Just quickly, if you will, what do you want people to know about the impact of those words? Uh, they hurt me. They hurt me a lot. It That can mean, especially around the time, like he just passed, like that really hurt a lot. 
Jeremiah Chapman, high school baseball player in Iowa, Charles City, the only black player on the team. And someone yells out, number 17, you're garbage. You've heard this in high school baseball games, basketball, football. You've heard fans go over the top. You've heard that. But then, because he's black, someone says, you're Colin Kaepernick. Or, even worse, they say that you should have been George Floyd. Think if that was your kid at the plate, and someone yells out, your kid should have been George Floyd, meaning that you, as a high school baseball player, should be dead. It's one thing to be able to raz players when you're at a professional game, but these are high school kids, and he's an African-American kid, the only one on the team. And boy, he stands out, doesn't he? Because he should have been George Floyd, according to the group of fans that were yelling that. How would you, it would make you feel if you're a parent and someone says that to your kid, the free, the racism is completely out of control, completely over the top. And for what? Because of a side of an aisle, right? Because you get your direction from a side of an aisle instead of just having common sense as grandma once said. Common sense is not common. It's one thing for your favorite team to win that may be opposed to Chapman. It's another for this to happen. Those fans should never go to a high school, college, pro game ever again. George Floyd, huh? Colin Kaepernick saying that he's garbage, a high school kid. Ladies and gentlemen, 2020. Summer of football is next. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.